Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. This is Jennifer LeClaire. Again, this is Mornings with the Holy Spirit. This is an hour where we press into the presence and power of God. If you're in South Florida, I want to let you know we do have a church in South Florida. It's called Awakening House of Prayer. And we meet at 1047 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. on Sundays. You can be part of these encounters. I call them encounters because every Sunday God is speaking, God is moving, God is doing something at Awakening House of Prayer. People are getting healed, delivered, saved, prophesied to life is going forth. You can be part of that. Come on over and join us. 1047 a.m., a practical teaching, a message, 1.30 p.m., Deeper Things of God, School of the Spirit at Awakening House of Prayer. And we're waiting on you. Our prophetic worship team is waiting on you. So why don't you go ahead and show up on Sunday? Amen. God is good all the time. Today's broadcast is brought to you by schoolofthespirit.tv. I want you to check out this new series that's starting very soon called Activating the Gifts of the Spirit. It's not just teaching about the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to activate those in you. You can watch it online on demand. Go over to schoolofthespirit.tv and get involved in that series. It's going to bless you. Remember to use your code mornings. Use the code mornings. That's just for you. That's your code. Use the code mornings. Amen. And by the way, if you're not in South Florida, you can watch my first Sunday service online at ahop.online. God is good. Today, we are reading from my devotional Victory Decrees, Daily Prophetic Strategies for Spiritual Warfare Victory. And today's devotion is titled, wait for it, When Things Begin to Shake, You Won't Shake. Come on, I love this. When Things Begin to Shake, You Won't Shake. And here's what I heard the Lord say. When you build upon me, And when you walk upon me and with me and for me, 
I am able to make the shaky places stable, says the Lord. I am able to make those parts of your soul, which in past seasons have caused you to self-sabotage, stable. You'll be able to walk and keep on walking. Even when things begin to shake, says the Lord, you won't shake. Even when things begin to rumble, says God, and you feel like you're going to stumble, I am able to make you walk on an even keel. I am the one who will take your hand and I will even put you back on track if I have to. Come on, that's a good word. Isn't that encouraging? Come on, isn't that encouraging? My God, my God, my God, my God. Today's scripture references Matthew 7, 24, Psalm, Matthew 7, 24 through 27, Psalm 40, 12 and 13, and Psalm 16, verse 8. Now the prayer starter and the decree from the devotional, Father, stabilize my soul when the enemy comes with lies that shake my faith. Help me stay steady so I won't stumble along the path you've called me to walk. I decree my feet are like hinds feet and I will not slip as I ascend to God's holy mountain. I declare that my mind is fixed and my heart is surrendered to God in Jesus name. Amen and amen. Father, we thank, thank you this morning that you are a good, good father. We are so grateful that your presence is manifested in our lives. You are just as close as we want you to be. And we want you to be close, God. We want to feel your presence. We want to walk in your presence. We want to know that we know that we know that we know that we know that you are a very present help in time of need. You dwell on the inside of us. You are the God who tabernacles with us. Come on, come on, come on. You are the God who tabernacles with us. You are the God who has chosen to come down to the earth, walk the ground as a man, the son of man, Jesus, fully God, fully man, tempted in every way, but never sinning, allowing himself, laying his life down on that cross to pay the price for our sins. What a God. What a magnificent God we serve. Emmanuel, God with us. Father, we thank you today that you lead us and guide us into your truth. Lord, lead us and guide us through that wilderness that so many of us find ourselves in. Lead us and guide us through the desert. I see that, Lord. Some of you are feeling as if you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, but understand this and know this. Understand this truth. Understand this reality. You are walking through the valley of that valley of the shadow of death, but when you get to the other side, you will find that God has prepared a table for you in the presence of your enemies. Sometimes you have to walk through the wilderness to get to the table. Father, would you help us today to encourage ourselves in the Lord like David did? We know that David encouraged himself in the Lord, in the battle, in the victory. He continued to look at you. He continued to dwell upon your beauty. He was a man of one thing, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will 
I seek, that I'll behold his beauty, dwell in his temple, inquire of his spirit. Oh God, would you help us to take on that Davidic mindset this morning? Would you help us, Lord, to stop long enough to dwell on your beauty? Would you help us, Lord, to pause long enough to linger in your presence? Lord, help us not to be in a rush with regard to the things of the spirit. Oh God, we rush around all day long. So many of us, we're running here. We get stuck in traffic. We're going there. We've got a deadline. We've got to hurry. This check needs to be mailed. The school supplies need to be picked up. Oh, we've got to get something for dinner. It's got to be ready by, oh my gosh, there's so many things in life that are pulling us in so many different directions. And we find ourselves with hurry sickness. We find ourselves rushing from thing to thing, trying to fit in the most important things when the mundane things seem to take over. For our days. God, would you help us not to get sucked in to the drama, not to get sucked in to the mundane things that have no eternal value when you are calling us higher. You are calling us to linger in your presence. You are calling us to sit and gaze upon your beauty, to sit and meditate on your word, to sit in silence, just knowing that you're there. Just knowing that you're there. And even if we're not hearing your still small voice while we sit in your presence, that is okay because we know that you are there. You're a very present help in time of need. You tabernacle with us. You have chosen by your generous spirit to, 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 to be with us all the time, day and night. Never to leave us, never to forsake us. You are always with us. Help us to be mindful, God. Help us to be aware, God. Help us to be so sensitive to the spirit realm that we begin, even if we can't feel you, to recall you, to remember you, to lean on you, to acknowledge you in all of our ways. God, help us get over this, this thing that says we always have to feel your presence. This, this, yes, we want to feel your presence, but even when we don't feel you, you're there. Help us, Lord, not to be in such a hurry, in such a rush, that we rush through the word, failing to digest it, failing to meditate on it, failing to chew on it, failing to let the entrance of your word bring the fullness of the light that it wants to bring, failing to allow your word that place in our life where it actually renews our mind little by little, day by day, faith to faith, strength to strength, glory to glory. Would you help us, Lord, today to not be in such a rush and to not go by feelings just because we can't feel your presence doesn't mean that you're not there. I don't know who I'm talking to. Many of you are walking through the valley of the shadow of death and you don't feel the presence of God. Beloved, that doesn't mean that he's not with you. Many of you are walking through a desert place. It's dry. You feel dry. But I assure you that rivers of living water will still flow through your belly. Just speak the word out of your mouth and water yourself. Water the promises of God with the word coming out of your mouth. Let that anointing flow out of your mouth. The anointing of life, the power of death and life are in your tongue. Don't let the desert dry you out. Just because you're walking through the desert doesn't mean you have to be dried out. Wash yourself with the water of the word. Drink from the well of life. Jesus told the woman in Samaria, if you knew who you were talking to, 
You would ask me to give you a drink and you would never be thirsty again. That means you can walk through a desert and not be thirsty except for God. You can walk through the desert and not be hungry except for God. We don't have to walk through the desert all dried out. We have the living water. We don't have to walk through the wilderness bewildered because we have the author and finisher of our faith. We have the prophetic solution is living on the inside of us, the Holy Spirit. We don't have to walk around confused. We don't have to walk around in fear. We don't have to walk around with all of these emotions overshadowing your promise. So we choose today, God, to stop walking by feelings and start walking by faith. We choose today, God, to stop walking by feelings and to start walking by faith. We choose today, God, to stop walking by feelings and start walking by faith. We don't care what it looks like anymore. We're not going to look with natural eyes anymore. We're going to look with spiritual eyes. That is our decision. That is our testimony. We're shifting things today in our soul by the power of our will, in agreement with the will of the living God. It is your will that we walk by faith. You told us that in your word. It is your will that we walk by faith. You told us that in your word. It is your will that we walk by faith. So that is what we're going to do. We're God, not going to let our emotions overshadow our faith. We're not going to let demon voices cancel out our faith. It doesn't matter if we can feel you in our homes. It doesn't matter if we can hear your voice. I mean, we want to hear your voice, but even if we never heard your voice again, we have the more sure word of prophecy. It's called the Bible. You've said so much in your word, and we know you're going to talk to us, God. We know you're going to prophesy to our hearts. We know you're going to whisper it to us in our dreams. We know that that still small voice is ever speaking But even if you never said one more word to us, even if we never received one more prophecy, we have the more sure word of prophecy according to Hebrews, and it is the living word of God, the scriptures, the Holy Bible. You've said so much. You've said so much already. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight. We're going to walk by faith, not by sight. We're going to walk by faith, not by feelings. We're going to walk by faith, not by emotions. We're going to walk by faith, not by fear. We're going to walk by faith, not by discouragement. Come on, we're going to walk by faith, not by depression. We're going to walk by faith, not by lack. We're going to walk by faith, not by anger. We're going to walk by faith. Come on, we're going to walk by faith. We're going to walk by faith. We're going to walk by faith. Some of us, I know your faith is being stretched. Your faith is always stretched in the valley of the shadow of death. Listen to me, but if you're walking with God, listen to me, if you're walking with God, escúchame, if you're walking with God, even when you're walking in the valley of the shadow of death, you can still walk in his shadow because he's your rear guard and he is with you. And he is so big. God is so big. He casts a huge shadow. So when you're walking with God through the valley of the shadow of death, When you choose to grab his hand and allow him to lead you through the valley of the shadow of death, you're in his shadow. The valley of the shadow of death, it's not cast upon you because you are in Christ and Christ is in you. 
So begin to walk in faith and not desperation that leads to hopelessness. Begin to walk in faith and not to, it's just this, the reasonings of our mind. We want to have it all figured out. We want to have it all figured out. We can't figure it out, God. We can't figure you out. We can't figure ourselves out. We can't figure out our spouses. We can't figure out our children. <laughs> so help us stop to sit there and try so hard to figure all these things out. And help us, Lord, to sit in your presence even when you're silent. To sit in your presence even when we don't feel as if it's doing any good. That's the challenge. That's faith right there. To sit in his presence when you feel bored. Like nothing's happening. I'm not getting any revelation from the word. I'm not hearing his voice. There's no aha moment. I'm just sitting here in silence and I'm about to fall asleep. Will you still sit in his presence? When you're not getting the immediate gratification. It takes faith to do that. But guess what? Faith pays dividends. Faith pays dividends. God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So, Father, we're not going to try to figure it all out. We're just going to look to the one who's already figured it out. We thank you, Lord, that you know the end from the beginning. We thank you, Lord, that you've got it all figured out. You see the end from the beginning. You already know everything everyone's going to do before they do it, including the devil. It's no surprise to you. It's no shock to you. So we choose today. We choose today to walk by faith and not by sight, to sit in your presence, even when it seems like it's not doing a bit of good because we know that it is. We know that it is. Devil's not going to talk us out of your presence. Just because we can't feel it doesn't mean it's not real. That's what faith is. We've never seen Jesus, but we know he's real. We're not going to be the doubting Thomas. We're going to walk by faith. We bless your name this morning, God. We bless your name this morning, God. Amid all the warfare, amid all the witchcraft, amid all the distractions, amid all these things, We choose to believe your word. We choose to walk in your word. We choose to pray your word. We choose to meditate on your word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we are going to immerse ourselves in the word until we are so full of faith. That our emotions don't stand a chance. Faith will trump our emotions. We're going to sit in your presence, meditate on your word, renew our mind to the point that we are so full of faith that doubt words and fear words don't come out of our mouth. We might hear the voice, but we don't speak those words. We speak the opposite. We speak what God is saying. We're going to be so full of faith that when somebody pokes us, The word comes out. When a trial comes, we don't default to complaining. We default to faith. When the warfare comes, we don't default to whining. We default to faith. Come on. When the bad news comes, we don't default to grief and sorrow and fear. We default to faith. Faith is our new default, God. Faith is our new default, God. 
Faith is our new default, God, because if you said it, we believe it, and that settles it, and we will not be moved, we will not be shaken. Amen? Hallelujah. We will speak it out. Call those things that be not as though they are, as though they were. Faith is the new default. Some of us have been defaulting to fear. Some of us have been defaulting to grief. Some of us have been defaulting to guilt or condemnation. Faith is our new default. These emotions have to bow to faith. Listen, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. Those emotions, the ungodly ones that the devil stirs up in your soul through his little whispers and through circumstances, those emotions have to bow to Jesus. Yes? Those emotions have to bow to Jesus, yes? Those emotions have to bow to Jesus. We walk by faith. Jesus. Faith is our new default. Come on, Deborah. Faith is our, come on, Annette. Deborah, Lo, Lois, Lynn Dubois, faith is our new default. Come on, Angela. Faith is our new default. We're going to believe it. God doesn't fail to provide for us. God doesn't fail to heal us. God never fails. His word never fails. If he promised it in his word, it belongs to us. Deliverance is the children's bread. Must bow to Jesus. There have been so many witches on here this morning trying to disrupt my flow, but we made it through. We're going to pray now into this. Listen, somebody share this because this is a word in due season. Faith is my new default. That's right. That's your new default. That's your baseline. That's what you keep going back to. That's what you keep going back. Some of you, your default has been fear. But now faith is your new default. Some of you, your, your default has been complaining. Oh, I, probably none of you watching live, but the people who watch the replay, <laughs> maybe your default has been complaining. Complaints or grief or depression. Things don't go your way, you get depressed. Maybe anger has been your default. That's your baseline. That's what you go back to. That's what you settle on. Faith is your new default. Shabbat Come on, Brenda. Come on, Pauline. Faith is your new default. That's the baseline. Faith, faith, faith. You got it, Dr. Serena, because you're a champion. Darlene Robinson, you got it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Faith is your new default. Glory to God. No condemnation, no condemnation. Somebody many years ago once said to me, well, sister, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Well, that's true. That, that verse, if used with the wrong spirit, becomes a weapon of condemnation. And so for years, every time I wasn't in faith, I would default to condemnation because somebody whispered that in my, in my head. Oh, you know, sister, without faith. And then that is true. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. But that scripture is used as a weapon of the enemy to make us feel condemned every time we don't believe. <laughs> faith is the new default. Faith is the new default. Faith is the new default. Finally got rid of all, rid of all those witches. Faith is the new default. No condemnation. Let's pray through this next uh, promise. No hay condenación. No hay condenación. Faith is the new default. Sometimes people who we connected with 
in one season become toxic in the next season. Sometimes job opportunities that we connected with, we grow out of them. We hit a lid there. We can't go any further in that company. That's why with our prayer hubs movement, we like to extend people's authority and continue to raise them up and give them more responsibility and the authority to match it. Otherwise, people get stale and stagnant. The hungry ones want to grow. But I heard the Lord say this a couple of years ago, and I'm going to read it now because I think it is really, really something God is also doing right now. The Lord is speak, was speaking about seasons of realignments. And he said, this, the, season, the, the season of realignment is upon you, but there is a purpose in the realignment. I am bringing my people into a realignment for a reassignment. I am reassigning my people in my body, repositioning them for maximum impact. In past seasons, you climbed as high in the spirit as you could in your current surroundings. You got comfortable with what you knew and who you ran with. I'm shaking things up to spur you to greater things, to greater works. I'm retooling your spiritual war chest with new weapons, says the Lord. I am realigning you with new purposes and new people for new potential. I am reassigning you to new jobs, new careers, new territories, new churches, new plans, and new ways of thinking, speaking, and moving. Understand the realignment is not random. It is strategic for your new assignment. Embrace the realignment. Embrace the reassignment. Embrace the retooling. I am working all things together for good. Now, this doesn't apply to all of you. That doesn't mean you're all supposed to quit your church, quit your job, quit your house, quit your spouse, quit whatever network you're in or whatever apostle you're under. That's not what that means. That means that there could be some areas in some of your lives, and I believe there are, particularly with people. I want to focus this down to people right now. Listen, sometimes we outgrow people. That doesn't mean we throw them away. It just means we don't have the same connection. You know, 25 years ago or 20 years ago, I had a, a, who was my best friend at the time. She was also a journalist and she was also, uh, we worked for the same company and we talked 15 times a day and uh, text message all day long and we worked together. So part of it was work talk. And, you know, we talk about personal stuff too. We were really close friends. Guess what? I haven't spoken to her in 20 years. Why? Because God disconnected us. It was no longer, but we're still friends. We still have each other's number. I mean, I haven't spoken to her. We'll text every three or four years. How are you? I'm fine. Glad to see you. But that, that God brought a disconnection. I don't hate her. I love her. If she called me now and needed something, I'd do it for her, but I outgrew her. She went one path. I went another path. She outgrew me in some areas. And so there was a divine disconnection. You understand? It's not to throw people away. It's just that you can't connect at deep levels with everyone. You can only connect at very deep levels with so many people. Amen. And so I really believe that some of you, yes, some of you need to disconnect from your churches probably. Maybe some of you do need to disconnect from your jobs. But I really felt like the Lord was speaking about divine disconnections with regards to personal things. It doesn't mean that you stop being their friend. It just means that that connection is no longer got the wind of God on it to advance each of you. The synergy is dwindled. And then sometimes you'll find that 10 years later, there'll be a divine reconnection of the person that you were connected to before. So it's not about burning bridges. I have to say this. It's not about burning bridges. It's not about cut, kicking somebody to the curb and saying, I don't like you anymore. You, 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 God's disconnecting us. 
unless they're absolutely toxic and trying to harm you. And in that case, it is a divine, a divine disconnection to disconnect. Understand? So Father, let's pray through this. Father, in the name of Jesus. And there's some alignments you'll have all of your life. There's not always a disconnection. You don't always leave a church. Sometimes you're in that church for 30 years. That's your church. I have to caveat all that because some of you will make decisions. You'll go back and tell your pastor, well, Jennifer said on her morning broadcast, I needed to leave the church. That's not what I said. Chris Valaton's been with Bill Johnson for 30-something years. There's people that have been at IHOP with Mike Bickle for the whole time since it started. Amen? So please don't get me wrong. So, Father, the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, would you guide us if there are people, places, and things that we need to disconnect from? Will you show us? Will you show us? Will you show us if there are toxicities that we're being affected by because of a wrong alignment? Would you show us if we're connected to false prophets? Would you show us if we're connected to a church where we love them and they love us, but we can't grow there anymore? Haven't grown in three years. There's been no change. We've been to every service, every prayer meeting. We've sown, we've tithed, we've served in the church. We've done everything we should do. And we're not growing at all. Lord, would you show us if, if, it's, if, it's, if it's us, if we're supposed to move? Lord, we don't want to disconnect out of your timing. We don't want to disconnect. We don't want to let the devil talk us into disconnecting from something you've divinely connected to us to. So God, please give us discernment and wisdom. But we don't want to stay in a relationship or on a job or in a church where your anointing has left that connection. Would you help us, Lord, today to see clearly if some of the warfare that's in our life is because we're connected very closely with someone else who isn't doing their due diligence in life and their warfare is our warfare because they're always calling us wanting prayer. And now we've taken on their warfare when they're not even willing to fight their own battles. Would you show us, Lord? Would you show us, Lord? Some of you have to make some hard decisions because some of these people, you know, you really love, but every time you spend time with them, you come back covered with witchcraft, upset for three days, in turmoil. They're word cursing you. They don't mean to. They love you, but they don't understand what you understand. And so sometimes you have to just don't burn a bridge, but disconnect. So, Father, show us. Show us. Show us, and Lord, guard our minds from deceptions, because dear God, we do not want to disconnect from someplace, somewhere, or something that you've called us to, because we're quitters. We don't want to look for an excuse to disconnect, God. We don't want to look for a way of escape where you're not providing one, God. We don't want to be out of your will. We don't want to be out of your will. We don't want to be out of your will. We don't want to be out of your will in a connection that you've told us to let go of. We don't want to be out of your will with a connection that you're telling us to keep holding on to, even though we don't want to be connected anymore. Uh-oh. Even though we don't want some, some of us, we don't want to, we don't want these connections. And you're saying, I'm not done with that yet. I'm sure, da- I'm sure David would have loved to have been disconnected from Saul before he was, but it wasn't the time. So, Father, help us. I mean, we, God, we, we need your leadership. We need your discernment. We're not willing to just make this decision based on our emotions. We're not willing to disconnect from something that you don't want us to disconnect from, but we're not willing to stay with someone or something that you're trying to call us out of. When I resigned from Charisma Magazine, God was trying to get me really for two years, but particularly for the last year I was there, he was trying to get me to move out, and I didn't want to do it for many reasons. I didn't want to leave them high and dry. 
and they still don't have another editor. I raised all those kids up, you know, with along with other management. I poured into their lives. I taught them what I do, and I didn't want to leave them. They weren't ready yet to take over, but I had to leave. Finally, God made it abundantly clear. So help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be in your divine timing, to connect and disconnect. And by the same token, God, help us not to be fooled by what looks like divine connections that aren't really divine connections. They look like divine connections, but they're not really divine connections. Help us to take a pause and really hear your will in the matter so that we can walk in your footsteps. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Does that make sense? I personally think that way too many people leave churches, networks, relationships sooner than they should. And I believe just as many people stay there longer than they should. And one thing I've, I've learned many things from the Lord, but one of the biggest things I've learned is, boy, when you're not supposed to be somewhere, you better get out. Because if you stay somewhere you're not supposed to be, or you stay in relationship at a deep level with someone that you're not supposed to be in a deep level relationship with, you are missing God's best for your life. But if you leave somewhere you're supposed to be or cut off a relationship you're supposed to have, you're missing God's best for your life. <laughs> Isn't that something? I mean, we really got to get this right. God is good all the time. If you want to sow into this minute, you want to help, you can do that in three ways. You can share this broadcast. You can be part of my prayer group to pray for me, to be my prayer shield at, at uh, prayforjennifer.com. You can also sow into the ministry, jenniferleclair.org slash donate. You can use the cash app. Cash app is dollar sign, Jennifer LeClaire. Text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the cash app, dollar sign, I am Jennifer LeClaire. You can, you, you can text the word pray to 754-701-2161. You can use the PayPal, paypal.me slash Jennifer LeClaire. Uh, you can use Venmo. Venmo is at Jennifer LeClaire. You can use the P.O. Box, P.O. Box 30563, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33303. I will see you this afternoon uh, in a uh, Q&A session. Have a great day. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.